This is the podcast for the Rush Hour with Embers and Katie. But you know that because you've clicked on it and you want to listen to this show. And I don't blame you because it's got Andrew Embley, it's got Katie Lamb, plus it's got myself, Leachy, on the anchor's desk, and our little producer, Robbie, over there. Hello. Hi. Hey. Or they podcast might have been. Intro. Um, that was very good by you. But sometimes Thanks. people can accidentally log on to certain podcasts. Yeah, so they sure. might have mistakenly found their way to well, listen now to gotta us keep right them. now. Now we've got to keep them. So you're telling me they were trying to get to Perth and Alities by Katie Lamb and then it's here instead. (laughs) No, we're supposed to keep them, Robbie. We're supposed to keep them. Don't talk about that. Katie Lamb just going, oh, no, I've got to actually edit tomorrow's one that's going up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know, I literally have been here. I was. We were just saying before, this has been like the longest day, but the show's gone really quickly. In all of that time where I could have been doing, I could have been bloody editing that interview. You could have been doing it. And the last guest was one of the best guests too, wasn't it? Craig. Hollywood, his name is. Great name, don't you think? Yeah, very yeah. much so. He what's should he reverse do? it, though. Do? Hollywood uh, Craig. Be he's better. a personality. He's I'm a personality. Man. That's all you need to know. <laughs> oh, like that just? is done. Nothing else needs Nothing required. Else. Okay. Yeah. No further explanation, Your Honour. Tell her about getting all the big guns on the show, isn't she? Boom. <laughs> this season six you're or seven. Just, you're just jealous. Season, is this season it's six episode or seven? Episode eight, and you're jealous that you haven't been asked, and that's exactly what this situation is. So you're telling me you've got Craig from Bullsbrook or Bull Craig no. before you've got Embers. That's how you're going here. listeners, Craig, but I, I should interview Craig. He's very complimentary of my voice. He, he loves you. I know. Yeah. He does like you. Exactly. He still wants to get his posters signed by Embers, by the way. I haven't heard from him send for him a in. while. Yeah. yeah. We actually he haven't heard him from him in a while and I'm concerned. Like, yeah. do we send a search party for Craig? We may mm. need to. Might have to. Like, Craig, if you're listening, can you just give us a call tomorrow? This is the podcast, just, mate. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like check in with us because mm. we're concerned. Now, uh, before, I know it's going to come up in the podcast very soon, but there was a, a touchy moment between the two of you a little earlier today about the upcoming Christmas party. Ah, uh, yes. And yes. W- let wow. me bring you into this where wow. Andrew Embley for a long time has been going, I want to go as Danny Zuko from Greece. Now I need to find my Sandy so we can be a, a a duo, and it was going to be one of the newsreaders here that you were going to be going to the party with. Well, now, he, he wanted, wanted one of the yes, good point, yes. <laughs> He was never going to be because she's not attending the party. Correct, exactly. Oh, she I would have made Hemo. a better sand. Hemo was going Sandy. Hemo would have been I've asked every single person in the office if they want to go with Sandy. Yeah, and yes. you haven't taken the hint that no one wants to go as Sandy from Greece. No, but I also back my persuasive skills. Ah. So I'm going to find someone. How did? How has that gone for you so far? Um, under wife number two. <laughs> so not great. Well, uh, you've persuaded two women to marry you yeah. in the first place. Yeah, well, That's pretty there good. You go. Oh, there you but, go, hey? But it looks Bravo. like that is now not going to be happening and uh, it looks like Katie Lamb may have won the battle here because you tried to get Katie to be... Sandy, but it looks like Katie is now going to be going as one of the Matildas, and I think you're going to have to suit up as probably Tony Gustafsson, who was the coach of the Matildas. Coach, you reckon? Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm very smart. It, is he smart? He's, oh, my God, he's on the TV. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. There he is. That is a sign. That, that is, is a sign. That's a sign. See, you can go as that guy. Wow. What on earth? We, we had that happen a couple of weeks ago with Alf, with Alf from <laughs> oh, yes. God, They're listening, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. He's very good looking too, isn't he, that um, Tony bloke? Real yeah, good so hair. You should go really as good hair. Just, just go normally. This is the yeah. sign, Embers. You have to go as Tony Gustafson wow. from the Matildas. Hey, the world is just, uh, I tell you what, people are very going to be intrigued about what we rock up as on Friday now yeah. on the back of this conversation. No, they won't because they just heard it. <laughs>
<laughs> no. Maybe it hasn't. Who knows? I could go someone else. Who? That's the sign. You're going to go with Sam Kerr. Go with Embers. Oh, you would as you well, you arrogant prick. <laughs> 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 judging by the fact you've had yeah, a second of you you you're, you're, <laughs> you're not rich nor famous, <laughs> mate. <laughs> All right, here's your podcast for today. From Roebuck Bay to the Road Highway, got my ice mocker from Dome Cafe, the Super Pizza Florian in a Luwaru and Esperance too, across Albany and the Gloucester Tree with Katie Lamb and Andrew Wembley. From the greatest city in the world, it's time for 92.9 Triple M's Rush Hour with Andrew Embley and Katie Lamb. How yeah, good's Rottnest Island, Katie? Love Rotto. It's going to get even better. Why? Because this summer, Rottnest Island will boast six new services, uh, including water taxis. Nice. Okay. Parasailing? Sorry, that's great. Because really getting from good. the pub to Geordie, yes. you don't have a boat and you shouldn't ride. Just I mean, to be it, able to um, sure. just cruise around oh, the boat. Oh, that's yeah, great. Maybe throw a line, do some trawling on the way through. Maybe not. <laughs> hey, this one I'm very excited about, childcare. Oh, you can yes. handball so Frankie off. You can go to the pub, yeah. right, and then hopefully the childcare somewhere is near the pub. And people can look after your kids while you have a beer. How good. Hopefully they're not having a beer. Whilst Hopefully not. <laughs> parasailing. Well That'll the be a bit of fun. Love parasailing. Yep. Um, so plenty of uh, cool things to do. There's going to be more scenic flights. There's going to be even mobile massages for um, some of the stay, uh, the stay places in Rottnest as well. I'm too ticklish the, for a uh, massage. Combination. Nice. Imagine that getting a nice um, massage in Rottnest. Righto. Yeah. Be pretty good. Yeah, you love massages. I really do. Now, um, it sort of reminded me right now, too, because when I first started going out with my wife, for her birthday, I used to always sort of try to do something very special. Rather yeah. than actually just buying a card, I'd make a card. Oh. Yeah, so uh, I remember the first birthday present that she got from me was this card that I made up, and it was a two-night accommodation stay at Rottnest Island. But rather than actually writing it, I went to a magazine and I started to cut out all the pictures of Rottnest and I stuck it on. Like a DIY. That's right. I did that. So I got a little picture of a quokka, stuck that on. And when I went to give it to her, I thought she'd be very excited and very happy. And she said, did you get your six-year-old son to help you with this? (laughs) Yeah. It was a little bit. Like go to a news agent and get one of the funny cards. That's that's what they're – they're four for but people like you who that's aren't really, that's artistic really easy nor to funny. Do. So you just got that extra bit of effort, all right? Didn't obviously appreciate it. But uh, this was about five years ago. So when I was just reading out uh, the new um, perks that Rottnest Island were getting, my wife actually texted me and said, oh, listen, have you seen this? And I said, yes, I actually have. And she said, well, maybe this might be an opportunity for me to cash in my birthday present. Right. So you didn't actually purchase a staycay at Rottnest. Didn't you just... actually go and buy it at the time. I just gave her the, the card that I made. Say, so when when we're ready to go together. Yeah, this we're... was 2017. Gotcha. So she's still got the card. She's kept it. But I said to her, I think it's expired by now, the card. <laughs> Even though you haven't purchased anything, I know, Embers. But I know. So anyway, the, the thought was there back um <laughs> So, uh, and the year after, year after, I promised a trip to Melbourne as well. I don't think she's cashed that one in either. So you haven't bought flights. You literally just say when we're ready to go. It's a real good birthday hack because it actually looks really good on paper, but it's not worth anything. Because you actually haven't spent. You were the stingiest husband I've ever heard of in my life. Total tight. I think that's why I'm going around second time. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to find Perth's smartest suburb. How good is Perth? North versus South. 
Battle of the Burbs. Uh, as Leach, you said, 6-0 to South to North. Right. It's almost got to a stage now where the expectation is so low from South. <laughs> yeah. there, there's no more pressure anymore. Literally. It's almost just like if you call up and get through a, as a northern suburb, it's kind of like you're guaranteed a win. Yeah. I you mean, know we, what I mean? We, we put it out to our listeners, one triple three five three. We would have had about 53 people from the South call up. North didn't even bother calling. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're that far in front at the moment. Well, at this rate, they don't need to have anyone represent them. They'll just win by default. All like, right. I don't want to lower myself to this. <laughs> Game. Okay. Come on. Let's go. Uh, Dave is representing the South Canning Vale. Hello, Dave. Good afternoon. Dave. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. What's Come going on. on with the South people at the moment? Yeah, all this. I like the underdog tag. Yeah. Yep. Fair yep. enough. I so do, do we. too. We love an underdog and we're going for you today. Oh, well, Dave, that's I, don't, I don't think Leachy is, but. I don't think you can no, no, no. do that as the Quizmasters. Oh, really? I tried to give him 50 for the answers, but he wouldn't. <laughs> Not a chance, Dave. All Not right. a chance. No. You stay in your box, thank you. <laughs> Tamika from Brabham representing the North. You're probably sure to win, Tamika. It's Tamika. I, I probably will, yeah. Tamika, yeah, I Tameka. love the confidence love and, and the way you guys go at the moment. <laughs> uh, you just rock up and you win almost. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. that easy, Tamika. I probably won't have to think much at all. Yeah, I've no. probably got it in the bag. No, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, good on you, mate. What are your thoughts it. of people that live down south anyway, Tamika? Um... Not much at all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Got nope. a cousin down that way in Thornley and, yeah, she's not smart. <laughs> is just brilliant, Katie. Buzzers, Dave, yours is south. Tamika, yours is north. It's the first yep. to two that gets a point on the board for their side of the river. Here we go, question one, guys. Three West Aussies were named in the 14-man Australian test squad over the weekend. Can you name at least two of them? South. South. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lance Morris, Cameron Green. Hang on, hang on. Is South it? are up one nil. If South get this question right, this has happened they a lot. Would have won. This has happened a lot though. Where All right. South have got the first question right, Enders. Question number two. What is the name of Gina Reinhardt's father? South. Uh, South. 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 Yeah. South, South Dave. Lang. Lang 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 Brilliant. Oh, hey, Dave from Canning Vale representing the South. You have officially got South on the scoreboard. It set, stands at 6-1, so the score's still not great. But congratulations, Dave. Well done. Smartest man from the South oh, so far. Cheers, guys. Hey, very, um, very bad luck, Tamika. Well done, Dave. Hey, Tamika, what's your cousin from Thornley thinking about you right now? <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's all right, Tamika. We've got the wheelie bit of fortune a little bit later. You can call up for that. Oh, that was, uh, well, I'm, I'm shocked, hey. but, you know, it's oh. happened. It's finally they happened. Are back. Ah, they South could go and run back. now. South are coming back. Hey. I can feel it. 6-1. We want you to nominate a little hero. 
Yeah. Is it your kid? Is it the kid from school? Let us know because there is a little legend walking around um, Palmyra and he was at the beach with his niece and nephew and collecting uh, shells, as you do, and he reached into his pocket to pull out a shell. Now, Little known to him, there was actually a blue ringed octopus. Very deadly, Katie. Very deadly. You can actually die within 30 minutes, right? And he's pulled it out. The octopus has come out. His niece has gone to grab it to stop. He's just yelled really loudly to kind of give her a fright. And before he could drop it, it stung him. So he, he essentially. Took the brunt yes. Off the sting. Yes. That would have killed his niece or nephew. Yeah, because, uh, you know, they're only toddlers as well. Yeah. So, you know, they're little bodies. It can take 30 minutes to. So he's a hero. He's an absolute hero. A shout out to Jacob. You know, Jacob, you are a hero. And he was rushed to Rockingham Hospital. And uh, word is, he is all good, by the way. So. Shout out to Rockingham Hospital. Thank you. But that's why we want to know, one triple three five three. do you know a little local hero? Little local heroes. Are your kids little local heroes? Wow, they're little local pests sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure they've done some heroic things in the past. Yeah, they're just keeping it a secret yeah. from you. My uh, youngest fella made his bed this morning. Oh, well, there you go. He's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> it blew me away. I went up and so I did tell them that, you know, the kids that make their beds end up being very successful in life. Mm. So I'm sort of going down that path at the moment. And listen, it wasn't a great job, but it was an attempt. Well, there you go. And that's all you can ask for. So uh, little local heroes, it might be your kid, it might be a friend. Uh, Might be someone in your classroom. Yeah, that's it. You might want to call up and uh, give your teacher a pump up. All right, one triple three five three. where you want you to nominate a little hero. could send. Well, your teacher might be a bit little, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) We want you to nominate a little hero. Yeah, that's it. It could be your son, your daughter. It could be a little neighbour, but uh, a guy from Palmyra, his name is Jacob. He was a little local hero. He basically saved his niece and nephew, who were only toddlers, from getting stung by a blue-ringed octopus. He kind of took one for the team, really. Uh, Luckily, he's okay, by the way, so well done to everyone at Rockingham Hospital for sorting him out. Well done, Jacob, too. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. One triple three five three. Nominate your local hero. Sadie is from Rockingham. G'day, Sadie. Yeah, g'day, guys. Hello, Sadie. Who's your uh, little local hero? Uh, pretty much the, uh, all of uh, our nieces and nephews because uh, they've grown, ar- grown up around the ocean. Yep. Um, yeah, blue ring octopuses, like, that is one of the biggest, scariest things, I guess, as, yeah. uh, well, actually, I'm not even a parent. I'm just a step-parent, but yeah. love the ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, collecting shells, well, that's the first thing that's going to get you into trouble mm. uh, if you don't uh, specially clean them out and have a look what's inside. Uh, but, yeah, all of our nieces and nephews have learnt the hard way um, over the years. So now <laughs> they take it upon themselves like the little local legends that they are, to uh, smack shells out of uh, kids' hands ah. and parents' hands along the beach. Ah. Ah. I can be Very <laughs> clever kids. Yeah. And that's yeah. good. Yeah, just because, you know, it might appear that there's nothing in there to start with, but mm. unfortunately they uh, those little critters are actually small. Yeah. yeah. Like, Imagine that, you know, 
down the beach as well and someone come and whack the shell out of you and you said, oh, sorry, oh it's not a shell, it's actually a shell ice cream. Yeah, uh, but they just walk, they actually just walk off and go, you're welcome, I'd have saved your life. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. welcome. And I mean, you are welcome. Many times. Good okay. on you, Sadie. Well yeah. done. You're welcome. Yes. Well done, yeah. niece and nephews of Sadie. So I've got myself in a bit of a pickle today, Lychee. Not wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I chatted with Katie. So we've got our we're a Christmas party coming up on Friday. It's rich and famous. Rich Is that and right? famous, yeah. correct. So I want to go as Danny from Greece. Right, oh, I feel like I look. There's a bit of Danny about me, John Travolta. I mean, that's very flattering to yourself. Yes, thanks sure. very I think much. the um the hair's similar. I get yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's the about hair it. is very thick at the moment. I'll get the uh, bit of maybe a bit of gel in my hair. Sideburns down. Sideburns yep. down. You know, black shirt. All right. Now I want Katie to go as Sandy. And I was like, I'd rather go sense, as like a Matilda, right? Because I've already got the merch. No, um, Matilda's just, that's just, that's disrespectful to our work party because that's just put on a Matilda <laughs> shirt. You're not going to any effort. Anyway. Matildas are great. But I think you should go as Sandy. So he's bullying me and he's like being like, come on, you have to go as Sandy. And I said, well, I don't have the wig. And I responded to her, oh, listen, your rig's not that bad. <laughs> and she and said, I said, I've never mentioned anything about my rig. I said, hey, I said wig, but thanks so much for bringing that up. <laughs> you know there are just some <laughs> things you don't say to girls. That's one of them. Correct. Well, I just want to give you a compliment by saying, I not that were, bad is talking, not that great. I thought you were talking your rig down. <laughs> So what you you've said, done... I don't have a rig. What you've done is well, you've, see, your rig's not that you've shot yourself in the foot so much <laughs> that you have to now go with Katie's sort of offer of going as the Matildas. Yeah, you can like, go as you've Tony. you've stuffed it up so much. I can go as Mackenzie Arnold. <laughs> you know when sometimes you walk or drive past grown adults and you sometimes think, grow up. Yeah, I reckon people think about that every single time they pass me. Yeah. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of personalised number plates in Perth. It is rife with personalised number plates. And, you know, I went past one the other day and it was like Big Boy Benny. And I was like, okay, well, surely he's like 18 years old. Max just got his licence. And he yeah. was a, at least 65 years old. And I was like, grow think he was up. driving his son's car? No. Nah. I, no, because it was too expensive to be. It was like a nice car too. So Big Boy Benny. What are you going to call Big, him Big Boy, Boy Benny? Big Boy Benny. Well... He did look like a, a tall man. Really? Yeah, so maybe it was just his height. Okay. Right. Um, right. Not length, just height. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's beside the point. So I was uh, driving past this woman walking on the street the other day yep. and I looked over and I couldn't help but notice she had this hot pink cast on her arm. And I was like, as an adult, you don't choose the colour hot pink. You can't. Unless you're trying to say something. Well, unless, you know, it reminds me back in the day when you would break your arm in in primary school and you had your little cast and And you're like, sign my cast. Sign my cast. Sign my cast. Sign my cast. (laughs) You remember that part? I remember that. You know, I was just like, I hope for her sake they were out of all of the just normal, subtle <laughs> colours and that she didn't actually say, oh, I'd like the hot pink one. Like, is there an adult? You ad- know what? I would actually really, I shouldn't say this, but I'd really like her to break her other arm, just find out what <laughs> colour she uses. <laughs> I reckon, 
Because if she's gone with two hot pigs, you're really <laughs> saying something now. <laughs> Tell us about when you found the cash. Yeah, and what did you do? Because last night it was like a real-life cash cow, just thousands and thousands of dollars just flowing all over the Mitchell Freeway due to an alleged... Drug deal. We don't know what's going on, Katie, but someone had some cash in the car and it just disappeared in the wind. So there was a bit of a suspicious meeting. Was there? Uh, and then tens of thousands of dollars just went flying um, across the carriageway. Were you Connolly. at the meeting? Um, I wasn't at the meeting, <laughs> no, no, but no. I wish I was driving by because I would have opened my windows and been like, come on in, <laughs> brought my Dyson vacuum cleaner. Um, now, lots of uh, people just pulled over and collected a lot of the money. Yes. Police were already on site, so they handed that money in. Did they hand it all back? Well, surely you'd pocket a cheeky 50. Well, technically the law oh, is My understanding happens, is not all the money's been found yet. Yeah. So... I just thought, like, gee, they're good. Like, you know, finding all that money and then being like, oh, God, that copper's looking at me. Um, yeah, I've just I found some. <laughs> like, I found a tenner at school once. I went straight to the canteen, stuffed mum's ham and cheese sandwich. No way. I had a chicken and corn roll and a beef pie. Absolutely. Not giving that back. No way. I found, when I was about a year 11 at the train station, three $50 notes on the ground together. It was 150 bucks. It was unbelievable amount of money. In year 11. Year 11. That's the equivalent to $10,000. Now, who was I supposed to give that back to? You didn't know who it belonged to. Did, did, they didn't have the name on it. No. It had a picture of some sort of queen. <laughs> it I wasn't going to give hers. it back to her. No, didn't she's know got her. enough. She's got enough. She's got way too much. <laughs> so I kept it. So one triple three five three. tell us about when you found the cash. Did you find, like, an enormous amount of money? Did you keep it? Did you yeah. do the right thing? Did you hand it in? And where'd you find it? Did you find it at someone's house one day that uh, wasn't home? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Tell us your story. Yeah, it was so weird. Be truthful to us. I'm sure we had a, a builder call up once or a sparky that called up that said that they found money in like a backyard or when they yeah. were doing some renos. Oh, yes. right. Those sort of things happen a fair bit as well. Chopper Reed found some money in Neville Bartos' oh, house. Dearie me, here one we of go. My, one of my mates, <laughs> kid you not, found multiple, multiple $50 notes scattered around. I won't say what suburb. Mm. And he pocketed it and put it on um, the tab for his um, birthday. <laughs> it was 500 bucks. <laughs> Harriet is in Mullaloo. Hey, Harriet. Hey. G'day, Harriet. Tell us about the cash you found. Yeah, well, when I was probably about seven or eight years old, I was um, at a hockey carnival in Bunbury, and um, somewhere somewhere along on the oval, I found like seventy five bucks flying around on the ground. Nice. Um, and you know, being a good hearted eight year old that I was, I um, decided I'd hand it into the donut van in case someone oh. came looking for it. Oh, and later I went home to tell my dad about the good deed I'd done um, and he explained to me how nobody was coming for that $75. <laughs> <laughs> and how to them a free paycheck. And I cried and watched all my friends going around buying um, donuts and, like, food from all the stores and I was sad oh, after handing Harriet. in my money. Harriet, you're that being is, a you little local legend. Too nice, Harriet. 
That's um, heartbroken. That's when, like, when good deeds backfire. <laughs> I, it's funny though because your your dad should be saying, "Oh, well, what a lovely know, thing to do," but I also <laughs> could have pocketed that. Money. Yeah, you're like your dad's going. You know what? Like, I have raised you so well, Harry. I am so proud of you. It's but like, next time, geez, honey, you... when you find some money, you yeah. give it to Daddy. Because it's someone who's lived in Bunbury for 15 years. Yeah, yeah no, that's absolutely. Right. People would have pocketed that. Yeah. No problems, especially anyway. if you find money. In mum's wallet, Harriet, you can give that to daddy too. <laughs> all right? Do not listen to embers. Uh, let's go to Tony in Sterling. Hey, Tony. How you doing, guys? Yeah, good, Tony. Uh, finding cash. Did you uh, find a couple of bucks yourself? I didn't find it myself, but I got a ripper of a story of some ones that might have potentially. Uh, so, some years ago, my uh, family friend of ours was renting a house and he came home from work one day and there was a guy out the back of his house digging up the backyard with a bobcat. And he's like, what are you doing? So he's like, oh, mate, I've left money in here from when I used to rent the place. And he's gone, mate, I don't care. He's called the cops. The cops have come round. They've taken them both down to the cop station for, for their statement. But then the neighbours reckon that I uh, told the family friend that the cops were there for the next couple of hours looking for them for themselves. Oh, naughty, naughty. I wonder if they found anything, though. You know what? Well, it would have been evidence. It's a very interesting situation, that, because if someone, like, you put yourself in that position, right, and someone came to your house and said, listen, I'm digging up. Like, you don't, oh, I'd say, okay, mate, that's fine. You can do that. Depends on how much you find that's so hard. We're going halves here. Yeah. yeah. And then he rolls up in sleeves and shows you all the tattoos and says, mate, you know what? You can have the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and have the fine. house too. Yeah, yeah. Have the house too. Yep, yep. Okay, no, you have my car, okay? I don't have the motorbike, but you can have my car. <laughs> Why is it tight ass Tuesday, Katie? Well, you know what? Reminder, fill up. Yes. Before it becomes expensive Wednesday. It does get yeah. very expensive, doesn't it? <laughs> Glad I've brought something to you guys. Hey, I action. filled up today, Leach. There you go. I'm so I'm, proud of you. But, like, yeah, now my petrol tank is in sync, so now it goes yes. empty on a Tuesday, Correct. which is great. It's a good reminder. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway, thanks, Leachie. Hey, thanks. while we're talking about uh, Tight Ass Tuesday, you might remember this story, Katie. Um, it happened uh, a little while ago, but uh, Mr Ford, uh, his name was. Okay, so he uh, was working at Burger King over in America. Yum. He worked there for 27 years. And as you know, after uh, working for 27 years, it probably comes to a stage where you go, it might be time to either keep going for another 27 or move on and go move and try on. something different. Yeah, that's it. So he said that, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna um, say that I'm out. Okay. So he wanted to step down. That's right. Now, you would think when you've been at a company for 27 years. Oh, big farewell present. Huge. Oh, like okay. a crown voucher or like, I don't know, prepaid credit card. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. That yeah. took something. So you could say that he was pleasantly surprised when he was given, after 27 years working at Burger King, a movie ticket and some candy. Please tell me he got at least two movie tickets, though. Like, or he doesn't literally say, just Katie, got, just got by yourself. Say. It might have and just some been candy. the one ticket. Well, oh. when you go to the movies, obviously they're throwing the popcorn as well, I think. Yeah, but you're not meant to be why you're your food. Very thoughtful. Not meant to, but come now, on. Now, his um, daughter, yeah, yeah. as you can imagine, very upset about the farewell gift. I would be too. Right. That is so Extremely disrespectful. Extremely upset. So what she decided to do, and she lives in Texas, right, a little bit far away from where uh, her dad was, and she's got uh, children herself, and so she decided, her daughter, to his daughter, his daughter to... Oh, God, get to the point. Raise some money <laughs> for dad. And right now, to this day... They have raised four hundred thousand oh. dollars. 
Dad. Oh, wow. that is really 27 nice. 27 years. 27 right. years, a couple of movie tickets and some candy. His daughter thought, uh-uh-uh, not on my watch. Yes. And has raised $400,000. That is lovely. Mm, and, you know, considering Burger King only made uh, $243 million profit last year, oh, I <gasps> thought the uh, the Burger King could have done a bit more than... Tight, speaking of tight asses, a $243 million profit. I just threw that number out, but oh, uh, I think it, it'd be pretty really close to it. I think there'd be a B in there. We I need to, we like need to clip. It could be. Yeah. Everything that Embers just throws out there, like yeah. when he just makes up temperatures in various different Perth suburbs or when he just throws out Burger True King's or false. <laughs> what Embers says is true <laughs> or false. <laughs> yeah. So tight ass Tuesday, hey? <laughs> There you go. What that was riveting stuff. Whose idea was that? <laughs> Yours. What is the temperature right now in Coburn, by the way, Embers? <laughs> is that how you pronounce Coburn? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 23.8 degrees in Coburn right now. And idiot. there's plenty more of that coming up right after this. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. Triple M's Rush Hour with Embers and Katie.